Amen and amen. 
Good afternoon, Central Park Baptist Church. Good afternoon. If you're able to rise, we'd like for you to join us in singing hymn 45, hymn 45, hymn 45. We'll do the first, second, and last verses of hymn 45. Because our next hymn is hymn 657, A New Name, Written Down in Glory. Amen. Amen. Hymn 657, we'll do all verses. I was once a sinner, but I came pardon to receive from my Lord. This was freely given. And I found that he always kept his word. There's a new name written down in glory. And it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. And the white robe angels sing the story. A sinner has come home. Has come home. New name written down in glory. And it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. With my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven. Nevermore to run. I was humbly kneeling at the cross, fearing not but God's angry frown. When the heavens opened and I saw that my name was written down. There's a new name for me, and it's mine, oh yes, it's mine. And the white robe angels sing the story, a sinner has come home. There's a new name written down 
coming back for our two o'clock service the choir was sounding good at the one o'clock uh, practice amen we're glad you're back though uh, i'd like to uh, encourage you uh to be at uh if you're a young person be at our youth uh um, tuesday night uh, this tuesday night five o'clock we'll be going to uh, eat more chicken amen there you are okay and so that's uh that's this week Five o'clock Tuesday the twelfth, and then don't forget about our bake sale next Sunday afternoon. Next Sunday afternoon, we're having a bake sale between the services. Before um, 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 choir practice, we'll be having auctioning off the bake sale. If you want to sign up to bake something, there's a sign-up sheet in the foyer. Uh, if you just want to figure out who, who's bringing what, and you want to buy your wife's pie or cake. Be wise. Look at the list and say, okay, I'm looking for my wife's. And then, uh, but that'll be uh, next uh, Sunday afternoon. Don't forget about ladies' Bible study and men's Bible study, July uh, 19th, next Monday uh, at 6.45. And then uh, we have made an adjustment to the uh, BBS day camp that we were going to have scheduled because of scheduling issues and other things of that nature. On July 26th, and July 26th is the proper date, uh, we're going to go to uh, take the kids to the Creation Museum. If you would like to go to the Creation Museum, just sign up on the sign-up sheets so that we know how many people to plan for that will be there. Uh, it is worth your time. In fact, when I went, we went, uh, Brother Huffman took me. There, there wasn't enough time. I don't know, I don't know that it, you can go there just one time. Uh, and get everything in that you want to get in because once you start learning and looking and seeing all the things they have there I felt almost a little rushed. We both had time. Well, I had more of a time constraint on me than he had on him but we, uh, uh, but um, I'm telling you it's worth your time God created us in his image and in his likeness and I am so thrilled that there is an organization out there that wants to uplift that Amen, and when I first when we first drove up I was expecting just this little building, maybe a few rooms. This right. thing is huge. It is, it is absolutely and beautifully built. Yes. It is built for the glory of God. Hey. And I promise you that you'll enjoy it. If you want to go, please sign up. It is July 26th. Thank you for coming and welcome to our afternoon service. And please sign up because uh, all of our children, will, the 52 Club will pay for all of our kids. So uh, the kids will be paid for, but we'll find out, adults, what that cost is going to be for you. But please sign up. Brother, uh, Brother Coy is going to be, drive the bus so we can all go together. And, uh, <clears throat> and, it, and uh, if you're out in the heat, get on the bus. AC will have you froze like a popsicle before you yeah. get there. And the same before you get back. So, uh, but please sign up if you're thinking about going. Uh, I think you'll have a good time uh, with that. Also, choir, let me encourage you. Please hang in here. <clears throat> I appreciate Brother DeVito doing the choir for me. That is Amen. a huge help. And uh, it's just a learning curve. It's a learning curve for him, and it's a learning curve for you. Uh, but he'll do a good job, and you you will do a good job as well. So uh, just uh, be faithful and, and uh, sing out, all right? <clears throat> Don't sing squeamish. Thing out, all right? Yep. But you did a good job this morning, so I want to encourage you to keep that up, okay? Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. We'll pray for our 
uh, offering this afternoon, and then we'll have another song and and uh, get, in a, get right back into the service, all right? Dear Father, we're thankful for the day, and thank you, Lord, again for our people. Thank you, God, for uh, our folks' faithfulness that are here. And, uh, Lord, I just want to pray and ask you, God, to burden the heart of our folks that are not here and ask you, Lord, to please help us to... Uh, God, to be consistent, Lord. Help us, God, to get better uh, at uh, worship, Lord, and at uh, being faithful to our services, Lord, and we'll give you praise. Thank you again for our folks that are here. Uh, God, I know it's a, a sometimes a little difficult and rushed, but, uh, Lord, I, I'm, I'm thankful, God, again, for our people who are faithful. So, Lord, watch over them, and God, again, be with the offering this afternoon. We pray, God, that you'd be at the gift and the giver. Bless us, Lord, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have an offering, you come. <laughs> We'd like for you to join us in singing hymn 468, hymn 468, Joy Unspeakable, hymn 468. verses of higher ground hymn 447 hymn 447 we'll do the first and last verses of higher ground and then after this please briefly greet each other as we prepare for our afternoon special amen i'm pressing on the upward way new heights i'm gaining every day 
Sing as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land. A higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I want to scale the utmost heights and catch a gleam of glory bright but still I'll pray to hell I bow Lord lead me unto higher ground Lord lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table lamp a higher plane that I have found Lord plant my feet on higher at this time. We're going to try this, if y'all would. You know the song. Um, you can sing along with me. It's a little bit of a different version. Of a children's song, my dad wrote this, I don't remember when, wow. but I remember him singing it and us playing it, and it was such a fun time, but it is a reminder of what we need to look to, like to the world, and so he never put a title on it, so I named it, Let Your Little Light Shine. <clears throat> you have to forgive me, because I'm rusty. <laughs> Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Now set all that 
say all this. These were just common men, used by God to do his will time and time again. We all could be just like them if we would just set our mind and give our lives to Jesus and let our little light shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Amen. Well, that's very good. That's got some good, that's got some Bible in it. Amen. Uh, Acts. Uh, chapter 9, while you're turning there, let me, uh, just a couple of things. July 31st, please don't forget, uh, we're going to have our, uh, have the uh, dedication service for all of our children. And I know Miss Rose is here. We appreciate her being back today. Uh, that'll be on a Sunday morning uh, on the 31st. And I'm going to preach a message on what it means to give your children back to God. So, uh, and I think it's important that we all understand that. Uh, so please don't forget that. And then <clears throat> that afternoon, we're going to have a fifth Sunday singing again. Uh, that w it's going to be a while uh, before we do that again. So I thought, you know, the, everybody seemed to enjoy that so, so much last time. We're going to do that again. So Miss White's going to put up a sign-up sheet out here. Uh, if you'd like to sing something, put your name on there in the song and then see Brother DeVito about that or Brother uh, Dorito, whatever, you know. Uh, but see him about that as well. But uh, we'll do that. We'll, uh, and we'll have lunch that afternoon as well. Then we'll come right back in here and, uh, and, and we'll let our folks sing. They, we had a lot of folks sing that I didn't, hadn't heard sing before. <clears throat> we had some play the guitar that don't play very much. I won't mention any names, but, you know, like initials, uh, you know, Malori Wujin and, uh, you know, Wujin Choi. You know, uh, they don't play, they, you know. So uh, I, I asked, I said, did you know Miss Moy played the guitar? And Brother Marco said, no, I had no idea. Did y'all know Miss Moy played the guitar? See, I didn't. Y'all knew? Oh, all right, well, anyway. 31st. Okay, are y'all all right? Yep. Okay, 31st, fifth Sunday singing, uh, lunch, and uh, we're going to have a good time. And that morning we'll do our dedication service, all right? So Acts chapter 9, if you find your place, uh, we'll, we'll begin reading. And uh, just going to read one verse, verse 31. Acts chapter uh, 9, verse 31. Found your place, say amen. amen. Read with me. It says, Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified. And walking in fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. Father, I pray, God, that you'd help us and bless us this afternoon. And again, I'm, uh, I pray, God, as Miss Moore saying, I pray that you'd help us to let our light shine, Lord. And, and God, in such a dark place, Lord, that we live, uh, just a little light could go a long way, Lord, and we'd be a bright place in a dark world. So help us, Lord. Let the light of Christ shine through us and uh, that others might see Jesus Christ. Lord, we'll give you praise. Bless the reading of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Um, we left off last week, uh, our last time, about <clears throat> talking about the church and how uh, we as Baptists, we're not Protestant. Amen. We can all say amen. We're not evangelical. Amen. And we can all say amen. amen. Uh, and we also talked about a little bit about Anabaptist, and that just means rebaptizers, and simply because uh, uh, we there was a group of people that stood against infant baptism. Uh, but when you read Scripture, uh, in fact, I was thinking about this uh, the other day or this morning, and that uh, a lot of people believe that John the Baptist is the founder of the Baptist, uh, who we are as Baptist, but that's not so. They called John the Baptist because he baptized a lot. Right, right, right. I mean, amen. So, uh, but he was not uh, the founder. That was not his name. He just simply, they, they put a, just like they were called Christians first at Antioch, that was a, uh, a slam against the Christians of that day. And it was also that against John because 
of his practice in baptizing. We'll talk, we'll talk about that more. But listen, God called him and told him what to do. Amen. God called him, told him to preach and baptize. And, and that's what he did. Uh, so we, again, learned that the term Anabaptist uh, simply meant, meant to rebaptize. And over time, the term Anna was dropped and they were just simply called Baptist. And so, so we begin this afternoon here in Acts chapter 9 and verse 31, and we find the church consisted uh, of, again, a called out, baptized believers uh, that made up locals, local assemblies. Uh, and if you look here, you notice that uh, it says in chapter 9, it says, then had the churches rest throughout all Judea. But I'll, notice that first part, it says, then... Uh, the churches had rest. That lets me know that there was one that was more than one church, right, right. but each one of these churches were local yes. assemblies of yes. baptized, called out, born-again believers. Right. It, it was not a denomination. They were right. just simply uh, churches made up of people just like you and me. Right. Uh, and so it says, that notice the word, it says then. And, you know, so I ask, what, what does it mean then? What is then? Well, then it was after... God had removed the persecution that the churches were going through at that time. So you say, well, what was the persecution? Well, the persecution was Saul. If you remember, he was going throughout all the country, putting people in jail. I mean, he was killing. I mean, and so, uh, listen, they were getting ready to kill him. Amen? And, uh, but God thought, you know what? Don't kill him. I'll take care of it. And so God took care of it. God removed the persecution. You say, well, how did God remove the persecution? Well, God met him out on the road to Damascus one day. And, you know, listen, we all have our uh, confrontation with God at some point or another in our life. And, uh, you know, some it's a little more vivid than others because for some it takes a little more vivid, uh, you know, uh, 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 a little more vivid uh, approach from God to get our attention because some are a little more uh, strong-willed than others. And we can all say amen to that. So God took care of the pers persecution uh, by saving Saul. So then you look here, look in this verse, and it says, uh, so then had the churches rest throughout all Judea, Galilee, Samaria. Uh, and it says, and they were edified and walking in fear of the Lord. What, and I know this is, I want to use this last part for, and in comfort of the Holy Ghost, were multiplied. So the churches had rest. And you know when I got to thinking about this rest, and, and, and during this time when God removed the persecution that Saul was bringing on the churches, there was a point where they had calm and they had peace. They were at rest. And, and, and folks, I got to think, you know, we as a church, uh, when that time comes in the life of a church, we need to make use of it. Uh, and too often times, during those times of peace and those times of quiet and rest and comfort, too often we use those, if we're not careful, for reveling in the blessings of God and, re and we begin to fellowship with one another in the church and we become complacent and lethargic as to what, good, uh, what God's doing. But, and, and I'm here to let you know, we at Central Park, we today are at a time of rest in a time of peace in, in, in the body of Christ in this place. And I can tell you, we've not always been that way. There were years of time of turmoil and times of stress and times where there was unrest and, and, and there was not a calm. Uh, but listen, God took care of that. And now we're at a time of rest and a time of peace and and, and listen, and, and when we get to that, we ought to take advantage of that to carry out uh, the commission that God has given us. And that commission is to uh, uh, proclaim the gospel freely. Listen, we can freely go out and proclaim the gospel. We have people that go out and do that every Saturday. And we tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. And listen, I'm telling you, and when we do that, there is a peace how uh, there is a spirit of unity among those that come on Saturdays. And listen, and it is, a, it is because of the peace that Christ gives, but also uh, uh, as a result of the unity that we have in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ in this place. So we need to make sure uh, that we grab hold and use this time of calm and peace to the fullest. 
And, and notice what happened when they did this. The churches were edified. I mean, that literally means they grew spiritually. Uh, they became stronger in their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. They were uh, becoming more effective in their witness for the Lord. They gained a boldness for the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> and during these times of peace, listen, if there's one thing that we need to understand is we need to have a boldness about telling people about the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, I, we don't know what we are going through in one another's lives, but we do know that when we come in this place that we're all one and that we're all in unity and that we be brethren, amen? And so when we come together, we can all come into, together for that one purpose, and that is going out and reaching people with the gospel. So they were edified. And when, by the way, when I say edified, we need to edify one another. Amen? amen? I mean... Uh, don't pay attention to what Brother Shelton says, because he's he's a he, you know he's a, a troublemaker. Now already some of y'all are thinking, really, what he do? <laughs> Listen, uh, that you know what happens? We we always fall into that category when somebody says something. We always think the worst. Listen, he's my brother. Uh, we had a good time yesterday going out and knocking doors. I told him, I said, listen, it is bad when two people that want to talk get together and go knocking doors. Because when, when it was his turn, he knocked on the door, and he's up there talking, and I'm in the background, and I'm talking. And I'm thinking, hey, it's not your turn. Be quiet, you know. In fact, I told him one time, I said, hey, it's your, here, he, you know, he got his stuff. And I said, okay, I'll do my best to be quiet this time. Let you do the talking. Listen, I want you to understand, but you know what we were doing? We were both trying to accomplish the same thing. But I didn't dog him, you know, or he didn't dog me because I was back there bothering him. I didn't come back and say, hey, man, now listen, when it's my turn, you need to be quiet. No, you know what? But sometimes if we're not careful, we'll do things like that, and we wind up not edifying our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we need to edify one another simply because I don't know what Brother Marco's been through this week. I don't know what kind of burdens he's had on him this week. And so, I listen, so when we come in here, I need to edify him, lift him up, let him know that saying, hey, I've been praying for you this week. Once you know you've been a blessing to me. Now, I'm telling you, that can go a whole lot further than you and I just, you know, trying to avoid somebody because, you know, we they didn't wear the right tie or they don't, you know, didn't wear the right cologne or something like that. Listen, and I, I said simply that because this church was edified because there was a time of peace and calm among the brethren. But they were also multiplied. Now watch this. They were growing in number. Why? Well, because they were at peace. Listen, that churches will never grow when there's turmoil going on in the body of Christ. Never. This church was at peace. They were, they were growing in number. And these are the reasons why. Watch this. Because they were at peace. Because they were edifying and building one another up. Because they were walking in the fear or reverence of the Lord. And because they were uh, walking under the control of the Holy Spirit of God. And these are the essentials for church growth. These are essentials for reaching people with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, when these things are present, the, the church will never grow spiritually and the church will never grow numerically. Listen, that's why it's important for you and I this summer to just stay the course like I was talking about this morning. Be faithful. Be consistent and allow the Lord to work through you because, listen, the summer months are going to be over and then September, October, November are going to be here. Those are growing months for the church. If we can grow now, listen, praise the Lord for it. But the growing months are literally September, October, November. But while we're here, God help us to continue to be as this church was in Acts 9.31. Listen, let's be one of the churches that were at rest throughout Judea, Galilee, Samaria, and were edified, walking in fear of the Lord, and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost, watch, were multiplied. So the church was growing, it was prospering, and they were doing so, watch this, without councils, and they were doing so without denominations. Right, the church in Antioch in Acts chapter 14, watch this, they called a business meeting. You know, we had a business meeting this morning from, from, from uh, 10.30 to 11.30. We had a business meeting. 
You know, our business, the church, the business of this church has nothing to do with money. We need it to survive, and we need it to call to reach out with the gospel, but that's not the business of this church. Every Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, and Wednesday night, we have a business meeting. And every once in a while, we'll talk about money. Are y'all still here? Say amen. Well, this church, watch, they had called a business meeting, and the Holy Spirit met with them and said, watch, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work, whereas I have called them. And they were the very first missionaries out of the church in Antioch. Listen, church is real. Amen? And church still works, regardless of what uh, the gurus say and what uh, Barna has figured out of it. Or in, in people, this church still works. If people are looking for church, looking for the truth, listen, it still works. And folks will give themselves completely and entirely to the cause of Christ, they will find out that church still works. And folks, and I'm say thank you for being faithful, but listen, church on live stream isn't church. Amen. Y'all go ahead and where you say amen. It's still the truth. There is, and we'll get to that in a minute, but there is an assembling together that God commands for us as a church. So church is real. It's where the Word of God is opened and the Holy Spirit works. People get right with God. People get saved and, and they go out and do the work of God. So we see here the calling, uh, the called out assembly of the church. But now we notice the continuation of the church. Now I want you to get this. I want you to realize this afternoon that Christianity is only one generation away from extinction. Look in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7 and 8. I want to say that again. Christianity is only one generation away from extinction. You know, in Deuteronomy chapter 7, and if you look in verse uh, eight, uh, 7 and 8, or excuse me, Deuteronomy 6, verse 7 and 8. I'll, I'll get it out in a minute. Deuteronomy chapter 6, and look in verse 7 and 8. It says, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and, thou shalt, and they shall be frontlets between thine eyes. Now look in chapter 11 and verse 19. Chapter 11 and verse 19. It says, And ye shall teach them your children, speaking of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt write them upon the doorpost of thine house, and upon thy gates. And, and then you read over again in 1 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 23. It says, Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. Watch, it says, But I will teach you the good and the right way. 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 36, it says, Teach them the good way wherein they should walk. Listen, what's happened, I think, to our countries and to our churches is that, listen, we get, we get home. You know, when I was a kid, we all went home, and we, we all sat down at the table. We turned the television off, and, you know, my daddy said, you kids get in here, we're going to eat. And we all sat around the table, and we ate. We ate with one another. Uh, we talked to one another. We complained to one another. We, uh, I mean, we did all those things. Listen, when, you're, when there's five kids and mom and dad, there's a lot of stuff that goes on at the dinner table. Amen. And we, we complained. We pointed fingers at one another. But we got a lot of stuff straightened out at the table. And not only that, but there was a time when we would sit and we would talk about the things of God at the table. Listen, that we have stopped doing those kinds of things. We stop, we'll go home, we'll talk about the weather, we'll talk about sports, we'll talk about how bad our country is, we'll talk about the leadership in the White House, we'll talk about the House, the Senate, we'll talk about all these things, but we've stopped talking about the thing that can make the biggest difference, and that is the statutes and the principles of the Word of God, period. 
And as a result, uh, our, our families have become weak. Our churches have gotten even weaker because we've stopped doing the very thing that God has told the Israelites to do when it came to the Word of God. Listen, uh, God help us to understand that we need to come back to the place where it, it's okay to talk about, about God. It's okay to talk about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you know, but they'll tell you, listen, as long as you're at work, don't you, you know, we can't talk about, if somebody brings up the Lord, talk about Him. I mean, I don't want people to get in trouble on their job, but, but every once in a while, God gives us an opportunity to talk about the Lord. We're to be salt in a saltless world. Uh, so here's, the, here's God teaching us how to uh, be a part of the continuation of the church. In England today, there's church buildings being turned into coffee shops. There's churches here in the States that close. I mean, there's literally hundreds, if not thousands of churches that close every day in the United States. There's more churches closing in America than there are being started. Uh, there, there's churches today that are not what they used to be. And folks, we have no guarantees that 20 years from today that Central Park Baptist Church will be what God intends for it to be unless we follow God's plan for the continuation of the church. I can think of two churches right off today that are no longer in existence. One is Emmanuel Baptist Church in Pontiac, Michigan. The pastor was Dr. Tom Malone, and they used to run about 1,200 in church, had a bus ministry, had a, a Bible college. I sat in their choir. I, 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 I was a part of the church, went to the school, but today it is gone. It is not in existence today. There's another church that I think about, I, I knew personally, one of the pastors of that church is uh, Dr. A.B. Henderson that pastored Detroit Baptist Temple, and at one time their mission budget was a million dollars a year, yet today the church is no longer in existence. Why? Because the people did not do the things that God wanted them to do to, to, the, to ensure the continuation of the ministry of that church. Listen, the continuation of the ministry of this church is up to you. It's up to the people. And if we decide that this church is going to be here until Jesus comes, listen, then we're going to have to get to work. Amen. 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 Listen, there's no guarantee uh, that this church, we, we want it to be. And, you know, I, when I, I was playing golf in a, a tournament last week, and, and I told my partner, Brother, uh, uh, brother Dave uh, McCracken, I, I, I mean, it was me and him against two other preachers. And I said, listen, Brother Dave, I'm going to tell you something today. We'll win if you play better. I said, no pressure. I said, listen, but I'm telling you, if, we're, if, we'll, if we win, you're going to have to play. And you know what? I said, I, I said, I will ride you like a horse. Well, listen, we can't come to the place in the church where we think, listen, if Brother Mark will work harder, the church will continue. No, wait a minute. We can't do that. Listen, the continuation of the church is dependent upon the people that sit in the pew. And all God's people can say, you say, oh, I don't know about that, but it absolutely, that is a fact. Listen, we've got to, I can only do so much. Brother Marco can only do so much. Brother Shelton, we're just individuals, but listen, but we uh, as a church, as a body of Christ and under the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God, preaching the word of God, I'm telling you that if we will allow God to use us, this church will not only continue, but we will prosper in the process and we can all say amen. So what's God's plan? Well, first, the continuation of the church is going to take, uh, will take place through Christ's commission. Look in Matthew chapter 28. Uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 16 the Lord has commissioned us through his word and his work, and he has commissioned us through his command, uh, through the command of his apostles. It says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus uh, had appointed them. Verse 19, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe some things, one or two things, most things, 90%, no, it says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even uh, unto the end of the world. Amen. Amen. 
listen, when, when we have church visitation, we have it every Saturday morning. We go out, knock doors, and, and invite people to church and tell them about Christ. Why do we do that? Because we want to continue on with what Christ established through his apostles. And if we are not a part of the work of God, then we are one generation away from losing what God has established. Listen, it may not be comfortable, but it's biblical. Listen, it's hard. <clears throat> it's hard for me. Uh, you say, well, it ought not be hard for you, Pastor. You're the preacher, you know. No, wait a minute. It's hard for me to go knock on somebody's door cold. It's hard for me. <clears throat> now, some folks, it's easy, but not me. Listen, I have to get my flesh and get my say, listen, you get in gear, buddy. And, and I talk to myself like this. But, li- but once I get out there and when I have a partner, li- listen, I'll go. One reason I go is because I don't want Brother Shelton to say something bad about me. You know, I don't know. About, you know, I don't know about that preacher. I had to knock on air. No, wait a minute. But you know what? That's okay, because it that gives me something that challenges me in my spirit. Listen, iron sharpen of iron, and I'm thankful that I have a a, a going partner like Brother uh, Shelton or like Brother Marco. Listen, that'll help me and challenge me to do better. If you want to do better, then you're going to have to hang around somebody that will challenge you to do better. Right, right. So th- here we are. We, are. we go out every day. Matthew 28, 20, the Lord says, And lo, I'm with you always. It's because that on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit empowered the church, and the church began to grow in a great way. But the Lord said, watch, I'm commissioning you to go. Jesus gave this to the apostles who then commissioned the Christians to go out and do what Jesus told them. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 20. It says, And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So the continuation of the church will take place as I am obedient and as you are obedient to the commission of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the continuation of the church will be through Christ's commission, but it will also be through believers' obedience. Amen. Now, we, let's get right down to the, you know, to the, where the rubber meets the road. Right down to the nasty now-now kind of thing of where we live. And, and watch, if we take a haphazard attitude toward the church, if I have to, if I have a, if I take it or have a take it or leave it attitude about the church, about the Lord's commission, then I don't have any right to complain, now listen close, when this country begins to redefine the family and false religions start coming up. Let me read that again. If I have a take-it-or-leave-it attitude about the the church or about the Lord's commission, if I have a a take-it-or-leave-it attitude about the church or the Lord's commission, then I have no right to complain when our country starts fouling up. I have no right to complain if I, if I will not even be obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ and the work of his ministry. He's called me as a believer. He's called you as a believer. He's called everyone that belongs to him. And folks, and listen, when we are saved, then Christ has the right to tell you and me what to do. Amen. Why? Because he bought us and paid for us. Listen, we need to be obedient. Uh, and, and listen, uh, it's like saying if you didn't vote, then you don't complain. Same thing here. If we're not going to take the, the commission of the Lord Jesus Christ seriously uh, and, and we complain, listen, and we're not out here do, do, following the commission that God has given to us, then we don't have a right to complain the direction our society's going. Amen. 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 Now, that's got, I mean, it got, gets down there with hair short, uh, but, but it's the truth. We need to be, one, obedient about, uh, to, to assemble. Uh, I was thinking about this this afternoon, now, and I know I'm, uh, you're here, and I'm, I praise God for you. You're the ones that are always here, and I'm thankful for your faithfulness. But, but if the folks are sitting at home and listening to me and looking at me right now, then listen, then you need to get better. I mean, let's go ahead and get let's go ahead and get serious. We got to be obedient. We have to be obedient to assemble. 
Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. It says, forsaking not the assembling of ourselves together as a matter of some is. I heard a story about these two men. They were out fishing one morning. They, they didn't catch anything. And one guy said to the other one, he said, you know, we hadn't caught anything all day. He said, I should have stayed home and went to church. The other man said, oh, I couldn't have gone to church today. He said, why? He said, well, because my wife's sick. You see why you follow me? Listen, we have all kinds of excuses why we don't go to church. Y'all go ahead, say amen. You know the old song, Excuses, Excuses? You know if one kid gets sick, the whole family has to stay home to blow the poor kid's nose kind of thing? Amen. Y'all, it's got awful quiet. Listen, if we're going to see the continuation of the church, we're going to have to make the assembling of ourselves together a priority, just as they made it a priority in the Lord's day. We have to be obedient not only to assemble, but obedient to stand. Uh, remember what God said about the church? He said, we are the pillar and the ground of the truth. Uh, God help us today to stand on the truth of the word of God and, and, and be bold. We, I mean, we don't have to be ugly, but we can be bold about it. Uh, we don't have to be mean-spirited about it, but we can do it without compromise. And, and, and that's what God expects of us. Ephesians 6.14, it says, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Think about those who have stood, those first-century believers. You need to go back and, and read one of those little books. And uh, the Bible tells that, that some of them it were sawn asunder, some were hanged, some were hanged upside down. Yet what? Yet men like Paul stood firm and they stood bold and they preached the word of God. And they paid a great price that the church might stand. If you go back and study during the dark ages, you'll find that there were those who believed in salvation first, then baptism second. They were rounded up and they were murdered by the thousands and hundreds of thousands because they, they stood firm and, and wouldn't, wouldn't compromise on the false teaching that was being taught. Listen, uh, God help us to understand that we are where we are because people paid with their life. God help us to understand that, that there were a group of believers that said, we're not going to compromise, just like Daniel. We're going to get right back into him Wednesday night. They said, listen, they said, we won't bow. They stood and they said, we're not going to do it. You can burn us up in a fiery furnace, but we're going to stand. Well, we need some Christians just like you to do the same thing. I have literally have had people ask me, not anybody here in this church, but I've had people say, have you ever thought about changing the name of your church to Central Park Church? And I said, no, absolutely not. I've never, that has never entered into my mind. Listen, we, the community is welcome to come here, but listen, we're not a community church. Listen, I drive around and I see all kinds of church, the free will church, the, 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 the green tree church, and, and, and all these other things. Listen, we're Central Park Baptist Church, and we ought to be proud of our heritage that's brought us here. Thank God today, listen, millions have literally given their lives so that we can be who we are. So should we not stand for the truth? Well, uh, God help us to stand for uh, the truth, but stand together in the truth. And when we do that, we need to teach the truth. Second Timothy 2, 1 and 2, it says, Thou therefore, my son, Paul talking to Timothy, says, Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among so many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Uh, we were... Uh, with a, a, a few families this past week, and my wife was talking to a preacher's wife who are friends, and they uh, asked uh, her to write a column for a uh, Baptist uh, magazine, and and so she wrote it, she sent it in, and and when they got it, they uh, censored it, they changed it, they didn't contact her. They didn't say anything, but, but it, it took the, what she said completely out of context. 
They didn't one time ask her if they could change it. They didn't send her back a proof text to where she could look at it. They just simply uh, changed what she had written and put it in the magazine. And guess what? She was livid. And I would have been the same thing. Listen, you know what Paul's telling Timothy? Timothy, he said, whatever I've told you, you tell them the same thing. Don't change it. I don't say I think this is what he meant. No, give it to them just like I gave it to you. And there's people all over the country today that have stood and they've changed the word of Almighty God. And I would imagine, listen, if you or I would be livid because somebody put words in our mouth, I can imagine what God's thinking when we put words in his mouth. So we just simply need to teach the truth. We're a called out assembly who belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we've been saved first, baptized second. And we ought to thank God today for our heritage of of being a Bible-believing Christian. And folks, God's still calling people like me and you to stand and be a witness for his son, Jesus Christ. And folks, real Christians in real churches have been faithful down through the centuries. And folks, listen, we today are a part of something special. I'm a part of something that's alive. Listen, a, a lively hope, nothing that's dead, but but something that is alive. Listen, we don't, uh, that lively hope is means something that is sure, something that is steadfast. You know what that is? That is the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven and the church that he has called us to be a part of. I am thankful today that the church is real and that the church still works. You say, well, how are we going to get them? How are we going to get more of them? Well, you're going to have to go out there and get them, you know? If I go out by myself or Brother Shelton or a couple of, listen, then you know what happens? Then we get what two people can give. But I'm a whole lot, listen, multiplication works a whole lot better than addition. And if we, if, you notice, look, look back in Acts. I want to read that verse again. I'll be done. Acts chapter 9. Notice what it says. Let me find it again. What did I say? Yeah, chapter 9, verse 31. I can't find it. You got it, Brother Shelton? Read it. Oh. Uh, then had the churches Yep. Yep. Did you notice the last two words? Were multiplied. Amen. Multiplied. Listen, I'm, it excites me anytime we see new folks come yes, into this church. Listen, I'm telling you, multiplication. Yes, you know why, why we're starting a, a career ministry? Multiplication. God help us today. Y'all pray for Brother uh, Choi. He, he's starting an ESL class. He's had about eight people already say that they're coming. Uh, listen, you know what that is? That's a step toward church. That's a step toward reaching them with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He had 620 hits on the place where he put that ESL class. You know what that is? It's a step toward reaching people with the gospel and reaching them and presenting Christ to them uh, to start a Korean ministry, which is going to start at the end of this month. Listen, it's all a part of the church. The Lord told Peter, he said, follow me and I will make you keepers of the aquarium. Now, he said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Fishers, plural. That's all of us today. We're fishers of men. And if we're going to see the continuation of Central Park Baptist Church, I hope that the Lord comes back before 20 years. I hope he comes back before 10. I hope he comes back tomorrow. I'm ready for him to come. But if he doesn't, then we, as God's people, need to make certain that this church, when, that when we're gone, the song says, may all who come behind us find us faithful. Listen, and if we'll be faithful in the things that God has commissioned us, this, this church will go on for another 60 years. But it all, it's going to take each and every individual in this place. And all God's people can say, Father, help us, Lord. And I'm thankful for this church. I'm thankful for our people. But God, we've we got to get better. Lord, we need to take that next step in being involved. We need to take that next step, Lord, in 
uh, reaching out with the gospel. Uh, God, uh, many can do more than a few. Many can carry a bigger burden than a few. And many, God, can see more, uh, more people reach for Christ than a few. So, Lord, I pray that, God, that you'd help us during this time of calm, this time of peace, like the church there that we read about. Lord, not church, but churches that we read about, Lord, that we will take this opportunity to go out freely, God, without persecution, and tell people about Christ so that we can see more souls saved and more souls baptized and added to this church. So, God, please help us, challenge us, Lord. And I pray, God, that as a result, God, of what you do for us, that we'll give you the glory and that we'll give you the honor for it all. So challenge our hearts. Lord, burden us, God, for souls. And I'll give you a praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While we stand and while Brother Shelton leads in a verse of imitation, that the Lord speaking to your heart. You come right now while we sing. Come. You have long for sleep.